This is Mind Speak. I'm your host, Holly Higgins, a hypnotherapist and a total nerd when it comes to all things holistic mental health. I'm here to help you use the power of your mind to become happier, healthier, and more of who you really are. Let's go. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about that thing you've been avoiding, or maybe it's those things that you've been avoiding. Oh, great, Holly, you're thinking you call me out within the first five seconds of this episode. This is going to be really fun. (laughs) And I promise if you stick with me, it actually is going to be really fun and helpful. And when I talk about that thing or those things that you've been putting off, I'm not necessarily talking about the big existential life things like, oh, I really need to change my career. I'm not sure if this relationship is right for me. I'm not talking about those things necessarily, although those things can certainly be part of the picture. What I'm talking about are these little day-to-day things that you might keep putting off and over the long term, they create a massive energy drain where you're not doing them, but you're spending a lot of time thinking about the fact that you're not doing them. This has happened so many times throughout my life and I've been wanting to record an episode on this for a while. And the universe is very funny. And within the last couple days, I got hit with a situation that was like, oh, look at this. I'm doing this again. And it's even more of a push for me to record this episode. So what happened is at the end of September, I had to go to the hospital. I had to go to the emergency room. And I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I'm totally fine, totally recovered. I'll probably talk about what happened soon But all you need to know is I am fine and dandy and a-okay. So as soon as I realized I needed to go to the ER, I was already having anxiety of, oh my goodness, how much is this going to cost? Because I am self-employed. I don't have robust health insurance. I have kind of like the bottom of the barrel health insurance just in case of medical emergencies because my husband and I are in really great health and usually if we go to see a healthcare provider it's some kind of alternative provider and we have to pay out of pocket anyway so I have this bottom of the barrel health insurance just for emergencies and it's like well here I am in an emergency and oh my goodness am I going to have to pay this super high deductible because it seems like Anytime you go to the hospital, the expenses are just outrageous. It's like, how does this actually cost this much money? Um, So even on the way to the ER, I was already having anxiety of, oh my goodness, am I going to have to just pay my full $8,500 deductible? Like, am I just going to have to cough that up? And so I was already thinking about that. And then... It's been a little, it's been about two weeks since I was in the ER. And earlier this week, I got an email from my health insurance that says, your claim is ready for review. And I was sitting on the couch. It was maybe 9 p.m. at night. And I looked at it and the, the number wasn't there. It was, it was like, click here to view your claim. So I stared at that email and I rationalized with myself. I was like, well, it's here. 
it's time to see how much money I'm going to have to fork over. I'm going to wait till the morning to look at this because I want to sleep tonight. I'm not going to click on it. I'm not going to open it. I'm going to wait until the morning after I've had a good night's sleep. Then I'm going to open it and see what the damage is. So I go to bed and guess what? I didn't sleep. (laughs) I was tossing and turning and I was angry and I was creating all these stories in my head of how much it was going to be and wishing that the thing that happened didn't happen and just stewing over and over in my brain. And by the time I fell asleep, I maybe got three hours of sleep that night. And so I wake up the next morning and I'm still not ready to look at it. And I go about my day. And finally, I get to the next evening and I've kind of talked myself down a little bit. And I say to myself, okay, I'm ready to look at this thing. And so I open it up. I read through the claim. I read through the line items. And the grand total that I owe is about $700, which is much much, much less than the $8,500 I was telling myself that I was probably going to have to cough up. It turns out there's certain provisions in my insurance plan that give me more coverage than I thought I had. (laughs) So I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, do I want to pay $700? No, but is $700 way more manageable? Absolutely. So I'm looking at this and I'm absolutely kicking myself because if I would have just opened up the email when I got it, I would have actually been able to sleep that night, which was my plan. Oh, I'm not going to look at this so I can get a good night's sleep. When actually, if I would have just looked at the stupid email and how much the bill actually was, I would have gotten a good night's sleep. So I had a big laugh at myself and I told my husband and he had a big laugh at me too. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, universe, this is funny. This is just one more illustration of me avoiding something, thinking that I'm going to avoid pain or discomfort, but actually avoiding the thing causes more pain and more discomfort. And this has happened to me so many times in my life. I think about when I lived at my old house in Michigan, there was this piece of trim on the door leading into the dining room. And at least once a week, every time I'd walk through this doorway, my belt loop or my pants or something would catch on this stupid piece of trim and knock it onto the floor. And I just kind of prop it back up haphazardly and say to myself, "Ugh, I really need to get around to fixing that stupid piece of trim. It drives me crazy because it would fall down at least once a week. And then I would just halfway prop it up. And then the same thing would happen the next week, at least once a week. And so it must have been three years of this happening. And every time it happened, I'd be super annoyed, like, oh, it fell down again. So it must have been at least three years, maybe longer. I don't know. Could have been five years. (laughs) One day I finally decided to fix the trim. 
And the reason I hadn't fixed the trim up to that point was because I was telling myself a story of, oh, I'm going to have to get out the nails and the wood glue, and it's going to be this whole thing, and I might even have to get out the miter saw, and I just don't have time for that. So that's why I hadn't fixed the trim up until that point. But when I actually did stop one day, and I said, enough is enough, I'm fixing this stupid trim, it literally took me five minutes. The project was way less complicated than I thought it would be. I got the trim fixed, and I realized after I fixed it just how much space it had been taking up in my brain because every time I walked through that doorway, it was very refreshing. Like, oh, I'm not being attacked by trim. This is wonderful. And I noticed, it's almost like if you have an annoyance dial in your life, (laughs) like I'm consistently finding myself at annoyance level six, like things are just getting on my nerves. It felt like my annoyance dial had just been turned down a couple of notches. Like I just had more breathing room in my life, all because of this stupid little piece of trim that I had been trying to ignore. I was ignoring it because I didn't want to deal with it, but I actually was dealing with it for at least three years because it was taking up all of this space in my brain. By now, I have to imagine that you are thinking about all of the little things that might be taking up space in your brain and kind of taking inventory and thinking to yourself, okay, which of these things can I maybe knock out? And before we talk about that, I want to read something that I found on social media. My friend Betsy reposted this. Hi, Betsy, if you're listening. It was a tweet that went viral by this guy, Nathan Howe. He's at Nate Howe, H-O-W-E, on Twitter. Maybe you've seen this viral tweet thread, and I want to just read it to you because it's one more illustration of this concept. And the way that he wrote this is just so incredibly powerful. Here's what he says. Several years ago, A neighbor kid kicked a football and shattered a small basement window. We were a family of six living on a teacher's salary at the time, so I boarded it up, thinking I'd get to it someday. The frame was rusted shut. I couldn't fix it. Over the years, I'd sometimes get estimates from window companies. Of course, the plan was to upgrade to energy-efficient windows for the whole house. $15,000. It was just out of reach. In the meantime, the boarded up window let in bugs, but not light. One contractor explained that the location of the window with the frame embedded in the foundation meant that whoever replaced it would need to chisel it out by hand, a labor intensive and expensive process. And there were six of those windows in the house. Honestly, the thought of that window ate at me for years. Every time I went down there, every time I went to the hardware store, it nagged at me. I knew I needed to address it, but I had built up the process and the price so much in my mind that I was paralyzed. Then my wife had a job change and we needed to move. I knew that a potential buyer couldn't get an FHA loan on the property 
if there was a broken window. So I pulled off the boards and the cardboard to face this thing head on. It had been at least five years. I thought, what the heck? I'm going to have to pay for it anyway. I grabbed some WD-40, sprayed it all around the rusted frame, and gave it a tug. To my astonishment, it moved for the first time in decades. I pulled the window out and took it downtown. It was a $12 fix. I could have fixed the problem for $12 the same day it happened, but I let it haunt me for years, shutting out light and letting in bugs. And I finally fixed it for somebody else when the house was empty. It didn't need to be the most efficient. It just needed to be a window. Okay, this isn't really about my window. I mean, the story is true, but it's also a decent parable. Many of us, especially those with ADHD, anxiety, or depression, tend to live with broken windows of one type or another for years. Everybody's broken windows are different. They are things that seriously affect our quality of life, And we know they need work, but the actions to address them seem too daunting. I've still got plenty of them myself. If you recognize yours, here are a few things to know. 1. An imperfect solution now is better than a perfect solution that will never happen. 2. I love this one, by the way. Doing the thing is often less painful than thinking about doing the thing. Three, acknowledging how the problem is affecting you can reduce its power over you. Four, don't blame yourself for dwelling on your broken windows. Just enjoy the light when you fix one. Five, there are some windows you can't fix by yourself. Find the right help for the right window. Six, you don't have to fix it all now. Just start by starting. I love that story so much. Thank you, Nate, who I don't know. Thank you for writing that. And what all of these stories have in common is avoiding something because we think that in the avoiding we are going to save ourselves from pain, but actually the avoidance causes way more pain in the long run. It's similar to, I think Brene Brown is who I originally heard this from when it comes to boundaries and difficult conversations. It's easier to have a 10-minute difficult conversation with somebody right up front the moment that you know you need to have it versus putting off that conversation and creating months and months and possibly years of pain for yourself because you're not ready to have that conversation with somebody. So I would just invite you to reflect, to hopefully bring a little bit of relief into your life this week. What is something that you've been putting off? Maybe it's something little. It doesn't have to be something huge whether that's a conversation or a task or a chore, 
<laughs> or an email or a letter that you know you need to open, what is something that you have been putting off that you can tackle this week, that you can confront this week? And just know it might take you way less time than you think. It might save you years of annoyance. I know I have a few more things myself that I am ready to tackle. So I hope that helps you this week. And if you tackle something, I would love for you to share it on social media, take a picture, do a little write-up or something, and tag me on Instagram. I'm over at Holly Fisher Higgins. I would love to see what you tackle this week if you're so inspired. And before I go, just a couple of quick announcements. I am booking RTT intensives for the fall. So these are my hypnotherapy intensives. If you are feeling really, really stuck with something or having a lot of resistance or fear around a particular topic, whether that's confidence, self-expression, putting yourself out there, money blocks, sleep challenges. I work with a variety of different issues, but if there is something in your life that you feel really, really stuck around, RTT is the best thing I know to break through those roadblocks. It's why I'm such a fan of it. It's why I practice it. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And I am booking new client and existing client intensives for the fall. So if you are interested in getting booked with me, head to the link in the show notes. You can find my website with the application and I really look forward to hearing from you. And I know I have recently chatted about the sleep program that I'm launching. I am launching a self-paced sleep program that basically walks you through the exercises I take my one-on-one clients through, but it's going to be more of a group self-paced format. I'm really, really excited about it. I had to put that on hold for a while because of a few things going on in my personal life, but that will be launching soon. So if you struggle with insomnia or sleep challenges, Um, head to the link in the show notes and you can get on the wait list for that program. You'll be the first to know when it comes out and any special bonuses or things that I'm doing along with that program, you will be the first to know about them. So both of those links are in the show notes. And again, I would love to see you and hang out with you on Instagram. My username over there is at Holly Fisher Higgins. That's all I've got for you this week. Until next time, go believe in you. I do.